Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time, back with the wonderful Anna Kelly. How are you doing, Anna? I'm doing great. I'm always so happy to be here with you on Wednesdays. Awesome. I, we look forward. So episode number one, we talked about PPI, CPI, actual for PPI, expectations for CPI, the Fed, all of this stuff. One thing we can't miss is what they have done already is impacting the single family housing market. Both owner rock investors, really commercial, but we're going to stay on, on single family homes for this conversation. Uh, the average interest rate last year for the best credit full down payment, 20, 25% was 6.8, which means most people are in the sevens. Most people fear it's going higher from here. So Anna, I just want to ask, what do you think 7% interest rates, maybe high sevens uh, mean for the single family housing market? Where does it, where, where do we go from here? Yeah. That's really a great loaded question, Michael. Because so <laughs> I'm so gonna many... shut up and wait. <laughs> <laughs> so many places we can take this, right? I mean, it means that housing is going to continue to be more unaffordable tomorrow, and if we go to seven, um, than it is today for most people, right? And so we actually hit seven point oh three national. Then it came down to six six six. Basically, hell in the residential mortgage oh, no. markets, right? Um, and and that that range has already, you know, killed transactions. Like we've been talking about, you know, since the end of last year may happen. So I think you continue to have more and more buyers that can't get a mortgage, and they're that what they can afford is just tremendously less. So I was talking to one of my realtors yesterday. Um, and she had a buyer that was looking in the you know mid fours, and now all they can afford is a three hundred thousand dollar house within a few months because of the interest rate change. So as we talked about last week when we looked at your annual you know spreadsheet of where is affordability, I think from a year ago the median home price and median mortgage payment is up like fourteen hundred dollars a month. So it's going to kill transactions. It's going to make a lot of buyers wait on the sidelines. And that is going to cause, you know, sellers who are motivated to have to start dropping their prices because they don't have 25 people in line to put offers on their house. The other real quick thing, and then I'll I'll pause and let you let you react is I just saw today Jamie Diamond came out and gave an interview and it was on Market Watch. And, you know, he talked about the fact that I think it was a, a little tiny blurb, but they're significantly tightening their credit standards, finally, right? They say there's a credit a crisis on the horizon. We don't know when it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. And they're basically tightening credit. So I think you're going to continue to see not only increased interest rates if the Fed does their thing in November, but you're also going to see it tighter so that it's harder for people to get mortgages. That's definitely going to impact the consumption and the buy side, which is what the Fed is trying to do. Yeah, there's so much here. So, so it's funny. I talked about on my daily financial news that, you know, interest rates are over seven. You know, may, maybe get to eight. Who knows? You would think that banks want to lend, right? They're paying you nothing for savings. They can ladder up ten to one because of fractional reserve lending. You think they'd want to go crazy? Exactly the opposite is true. Credit availability. To Jamie Diamond's point, I got this this morning. Credit availability is at a nine-year low and going lower. Yes, that's wild to think about, right? It is. So um, uh, to that end, um, when I think about 7% mortgage rates, I also have been studying the consumers for a long time, as you have as well. And one of the things that I think we both agree on is consumers, generally speaking, have short memories. Well, unfortunately, because rates have gone up so fast this year, their memories are 3 and 4%. Mm -hmm. 
So that is going to damage demand for probably the next year, right? Just people going, I'm not paying that because demand is, is two steps. It's want to and can. There's a lot of people who are going to go, I'm not paying seven. I'm going to wait for this or that because they just, they have that memory. Right. And then there's the people that want to or have to, but then can't, right? The bank says no to your example. They were approved at 450. Now they're approved at 300. But if you don't have any 300 homes, you don't count as demand, right? It's just, right. That's just how it works. Right. So demand destruction is easy. I think a lot of people see that because it's it's kind of right in front of you. But here's the issue that I don't think anybody else is talking about, and that is supply. Right. And again, I think supply has two steps also. Where does supply come from? Well, first, builders. Builders add new new construction. And, uh, you know, depending on how you listen to new new construction is, you know, a million or two light or whatever. It doesn't matter what it, that stat is irrelevant. They will be building less homes this year than the last 12 months. That is Absolutely. a fact. It's already starting. Yeah, it is. And, and it will get worse. Uh, Lenar, who is a publicly traded company that most of us know about, just canceled 10,000 lots in Nashville, Tennessee. Wow. Wow. I think that might have an impact on Nashville, Tennessee's new home construction, folks. So again, this and that's just one example in one city of one state. So mm -hmm. the, the, new construction is going to be way, way down. In fact, they may do new home building entirely different. They may not build the thing until they have a buyer, meaning not just a buyer, but like a construction loan. They may change the whole thing. Right. They may do build for rent. They may build. Who knows? So the first part of supply that's going to be way, way down is new construction. The bigger and not seen since 1981 hit to supply is interest rate lock-in. Interest rates have gone up so fast that people who trade down, trade up, move can't. Uh, people who have these 30-year mortgages as an asset may choose to rent their home than sell it. You can't be... The supply destruction from active listings has just started and gets worse from here, in my opinion. What do you think of all, all of that? Yeah, I agree with you completely. You know, the people that think that there's going to be this mass wave of foreclosures and bankruptcies, um, I think are wrong, right? This is not 2008 where people had really high interest rate mortgages or variable rate mortgages. This is, you know, a period where 80 to 90% of mortgages are now sub 4% and a lot of them sub 3%, right? And so people, it's going to be very difficult for someone to say, hey, I've got a house that I have a you know $2,100 a month payment on that's a $400,000 house. And if I decide to move, I'm going to only get a $250,000 house and I'm going to have a you know $1,200 more a month payment. So nobody's going to do that when they do the math unless they absolutely have to. And the question is how many people really have to move, right? Maybe you get a job transfer. Those people will have to move. Sometimes companies help with that, right? But a lot of people that just wanted to move up, they wanted to move down, they'd like a little bit bigger house or they want to be somewhere else. They're just going to decide to, to fix up their own house, make it nicer, stay put for a while. Because the economics just do not work to sell if you're looking to buy something else. So that's going to keep tremendous amount of people in their homes. And they're going to realize, wow, having this house with this low payment, while the headlines are screaming that we're going into a recession, that we could lose a job. I would be nuts to try to list my house and sell it today. So I think you have many more people choose not to sell because of what's going on. They're realizing that, you know, what they have is pretty good. 
And that's going to keep prices higher than what a lot of people and a lot of headlines think that think, you know, housing prices are going to crash. You have to be really um, very active to find those motivated sellers. And you might find some motivated sellers where you'll get a great deal if, if the consumer and the buyer side, you know, freezes up like we talked about. But I don't think that you're going to have a mass decrease in home values throughout the nation simply because of the fact that supply is not increasing significantly in most parts of the country. Again, we always talk how how real estate's very regional, very local, you know, different markets are going to see something different. And there are some markets that are already having 10% decreases from where we were, you know, a month or two ago, but they're still up 2% from where prices were last year. Yeah, it's, 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 we're going to go through something that the, the U.S. housing market hasn't seen since 1980, 81, 82, 83. It's all there in the 52-year spreadsheet, basically where transactions are forced lower just because of economics. At the end of the day, most folks are not good with math, but you know, I just people are people, right? They're going to say, hey, honey, let's move to a new school district, right? And they're in a home today. They're going to go look for a new home. They're going to be excited. At some point, Anna, they have to go to a mortgage broker, mm-hmm. and that mortgage broker is going to break their heart. They're going to say, great, I can get you in a loan in that new area and that newer house and that slightly bigger. It's going to cost your payment doubles. Some people goes up 200% and they're going to suddenly look at each other and go, you know what? Why don't we just paint those bedrooms? We're, We're good. We'll stay here. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the other thing is, Michael, you know, before there was all this talk of of Americans have more savings than what we ever have. Right. But that savings has gone down significantly. Also, the very low debt that we had after the pandemic and government, you know, depositing money in our checking accounts, that debt is going up. Right. So the average American, over 70 percent of the American population doesn't have four thousand dollars saved to their name, four thousand dollars. So when you talk about somebody's mortgage payment doubling, that's probably more than the expendable income that most people even have. How many people have an extra fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars a month sitting in their checking account? Not very many when you look at the actual statistics. So I, I think it can't be underestimated how how much having these low interest rates is going to impact supply, keeping supply low, and keeping us from having a major, you know, collapse in in prices, in my opinion. At the end of the day, uh, the Fed broke housing. And I want to be clear, when people hear me say this, they think they mean, they th- they believe what I'm talking about is going from zero to 4% Fed funds. I want to be very clear. They broke housing years ago. They kept rates too low for too long. That's when they broke it. We're just seeing the broken pieces today. So Anna, where can people find you? Great. You can find me on my playlist on your channel. You can find me here every week with you on Wednesdays. Social media, Anna Kelly, REI Mom, and my website is reimom.com. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you.